this song won me over completely. It's definitely a grower, not a shower. Um, <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> what? Oh, We're gonna have to put an exclude. Uh, uh, we already have. I'm guessing. What's always rating. explicit, Brianne? Our, our we, episodes we dropped, are always. We dropped explicit. the fuck. We dropped the f bomb a lot, but like, oh my god. We dropped the fuck bomb. <laughs> we dropped the fuck bomb a lot. <laughs> Joined by my co-pilots, Brianne and Kelly, this is the final boarding call for flight MGK to Tickets to My Downfall. We are now inviting all passengers with tendencies to play air guitar and or drums, and passengers that also sing along to not only the lyrics, but the instruments, as well as any passengers requiring assistance to get into crowd surf position to begin boarding at this time. Please have your tickets and Converse ready. Regular boarding will begin approximately in 25 minutes time post our music news segment. Thank you. So who's ready for takeoff? <laughs> Woo! That was amazing. That was pretty great. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. Normally I roll my eyes at your puns. That was that was like A plus. Like, really spot on. Was, I loved it. That was great. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'm definitely also ready for takeoff because I need a vacation. So I was about to say, I'm like, take me anywhere. That whole that whole situation that just happened, like, really spoke to me. <laughs> you felt it on like a deep level. Very much. I hate flying, and that got me excited. Of like, where am I going? Let's go anywhere. What is happening? I'm ready for this adventure. (laughs) So in case you missed that not so subtle reference, today's adventure, it is tickets to my downfall day here on the Mosh Pit. And we're going to be doing a track by track album review of Machine Gun Kelly's tickets to my downfall. It's been a minute since we've done an album review, at least like three episodes, right? Yeah. It's been a minute. Get ready. Yeah. So, you know, if you're a fan of the show and, uh, you know, my fun posts on Instagram, because as Brienne likes to clarify, I am the one that (laughs) runs the Instagram account, uh, you know, we are probably the farthest thing from MGK stands. And, you know, we like to poke fun at him. Uh, But I have to tell you guys. So remember that new alternative rock radio station I was telling you about that I've been listening to a lot? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So, well, they have been playing Bloody Valentine all the time. And I mean all the fucking time, at least once an hour. And, you know, maybe I'm exaggerating, maybe I'm not, but they played enough that it has actually grown on me. Um, like, it's been stuck in my head and stuff, and, you know... In your I, yed? Yeah, in my yed. <laughs> um, I don't know if this means I have to stop talking shit about him. Uh, we'll have to wait and see what my thoughts are on the rest of the album. Um, also, by the way, it was killing me. Because he sounded like someone, and I couldn't quite figure out who it was. And then I did figure it out, but then I forgot before I wrote it down. <laughs> but I had told my boyfriend, Nick, so I asked him, but he has an absolute shit memory, so he also forgot. <laughs> but, too long didn't read, uh, he reminds me of Trace Cyrus. If uh, Trace's voice was a little bit lower, like, tell me you can't picture MGK singing 17 Forever or Kelsey. Well, yeah, I could see it. I right? see it. 
They also all have an entire body of tattoos. So yeah, they, maybe that's it. Maybe it's their aesthetic that reminds me of them more than their voice. Maybe it's just like that long, maybe like tattooed. Yeah. I I remember Trey Cyrus. I remember, but for the life of me, I cannot hear it in my head. You know how like sometimes I, like I, mean, I know mm-hmm. the songs you're referencing, but I'm just like shake it, shake, 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 shake it. Yeah. yeah. No. Yeah. You can hear it. Can you hear it? Yeah. Right yeah, I mean, I'm, I can hear shake it in my head, but even then, I'm like, maybe, question mark? I definitely <laughs> remember Kelsey he having more of a deeper tone, so I feel like that might be a better Yeah, because shake it was I'll definitely more like, he had that, that high pitch thing. But he, yeah. you have to think, Trey Cyrus was also like 18 when that album came out, so it's it's probably <laughs> a little different. I mean, MGK is 29. <laughs> Not quite. Yeah. All right. Anyway, we'll get more in-depth on mgk's vocals and the album tickets to tickets to my downfall i can never say album names it is such a struggle for me i don't like this is a very Dear simple kryptonite. album name and i'm struggling with it i'm stumbling over yeah, it's it every very time. straightforward anyways uh let's go on to music news <laughs> analyzing vocals one of our favorite vocalists ollie from broadside and i think the whole band also were uh featured on a new song with uh pop punk hardcore band aim high and uh you know obviously it's an aim high song but you know i just have to start off by saying ollie and his (laughs) vocals just hard eyes always um, but the song, though, uh, it is fantastic. Um, I really loved the music, and um, I really enjoyed his singing, Ollie, with, uh, that was in tandem with the screaming. Like, I felt like it had a real, like, 2010s pop-punk vibe. That You know, I'm not really sure how to describe the 2010s, but it kind of felt like if Sleeping With Sirens melded with Pierce the Veil and Bless the Fall. That's what this song was to me. But regardless, I loved it. Um... I, you know, I definitely enjoy screaming in songs, and um, I've never actually heard of Aim High, but I'm totally going to listen to them now. Yeah, I had never actually heard of Aim High, I don't think, before <laughs> before this song. Um, and it's I usually... Me neither. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm just like you, Brie. Um, Welcome to the club! I know, but I mean, I normally, like, stray away from screaming and songs and some of that hard more hardcore um pop punk stuff but I actually really enjoyed this song and like maybe it was maybe it was because Ollie was singing on it but I actually quite enjoyed it so I might give some aim high another another listen I think that's why collaborations are so important it's just because you know like you I don't think you ever would have found to aim high without knowing that you know Ollie for a broadside was going to be featured in it yeah totally and you know that kind of helps people really uh, experience discover yeah aspects of the scene yeah so I I I always when I type on my notes for the new music I always do it like stream of consciousness like as the song's happening and for the first verse I hate it like his voice (laughs) was just the lead singer's voice I could not get behind it just was this weird creepy 
I don't know. I wasn't into it. Then Ollie hit, and I was like, okay, saving the song. And then when the screaming hit, I was like, okay, I'm in. Like, if they could just, like, chop off that first verse, I'm here for it. It just, that first verse, I was just, like, cringing. My skin was crawling. I'm like, I can't do this. (laughs) (laughs) The name of, his his voice was just, I don't know. It sounded like, it just wasn't good. Like, I'm like, why am I listening to this? And then when the screaming kicked in, I'm like, there it is. That's why people listen to them. Because the screaming was great. And in all honesty, it's been a hot minute since I've actually listened to a song that had screaming on it. Like, I'm pretty sure the last time I listened to a song, like, that I actually really liked that, or a band that I actually liked was, like, A Day to Remember, like, uh, Downfall of Us All era. Like, Mm. way. Let's go! My favorite um, part, my favorite thing to sing ever, all the time, always. That that used to be my phone ringtone, like in high school. It was great. Oh, um, <laughs> yes, but it, except for the times where I wouldn't have it on silent in class, and my teachers would not get, be happy with me. Um, anywho, um, it, 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 ironically enough, today I was uh, I was driving around and my I, I put my whole music catalog on shuffle. And just was like, let's see what happens. And uh, Chiodos popped up, and it was. Oh my um, god! <laughs> yeah, the, surprise! Like, I'm right here in front of you. And I'm like, listen, I'm like, oh shit, it's been a minute. So that was the last screaming song I had in my head. And when I heard this, I was like, okay, I need to reinvest in <laughs> this kind of music because I miss it. Yeah. And uh, yeah. It, it, it's it was it was, I mean it was a good song once we got past that first verse. The first verse was yeah. rough. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, if you don't typically listen to, like, you know, a little bit harder stuff, even listening to some songs with some screaming in it is good, because it, 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 the screaming, it, it is, it, it, they it's meld cathartic. into the song well. Yeah, and it's, uh, you know, it, it definitely breaks up the typical, like, pop punk sounds and everything. So, you know, I definitely, sh- I, I agree with you. I need to, like, invest more in some screaming. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Mm. All right. More new music to come, um, but actually this will be out by the time this episode gets released, but Bones, a.k.a. Alex DeLeon, um, formerly of The Cab, Bones had teased a new song, which was released on October 2nd. It's called Send in the Machines, so we'll be listening to that tomorrow because we're recording the day before <laughs> I think we can all preemptively say we liked it. Like, I I can tell you right now what I thought of it. It's it's great. Like, yeah, based on the teaser of it, pretty cool. Alex DeLeon's lyric, like, vocals are great. (laughs) Check back in two weeks. We'll we'll talk about it on the next episode for sure, just to (laughs) see if our our vibes line up. If our prediction was correct. Um, All right, on to the next piece of new music. Uh, Mayday Parade has finally released new music. Um, so they have a new Woo! EP coming out on October 16th called Out of Here. Uh, but they released a new song off of the EP called Lighten Up Kid. So I clicked the link to listen to it. Because so when we, uh, we set up our notes for every show, you know, we put in our music link so we can all like listen to it and everything. So I clicked the link. I thought I was listening to Mayday Parade. Uh, and, you know, I was totally vibing and... Um, 
I was like, this is weird. It sounds like old school We the Kings. Like, even, like, Derek sounds like Travis right now. I had no idea what's going on. But so it didn't, like, open up in, like, my Spotify app. It opened up in the browser. And in the browser, I had been listening to We the Kings, uh, the last uh, song that came out these nights that we talked about uh, last episode. And so I was actually listening to We the Kings. <laughs> meanwhile, I'm like, this is, like, weird, baby. It sounds like We the Kings. What's going on? <laughs> um, but anyway, the song, I loved it. I mean, Mayday Parade's a staple in the scene, and I don't think they can really do wrong. You know, they always sound like Mayday. You know, they sound like your typical make me feel every sad emotion I ever felt and cry into a pint of half-baked Ben and Jerry's Mayday Parade song, you know? Um, and by it's the way, so that's, <laughs> it's not something I've ever done. I don't, I'm not speaking from experience, um, but you know, it's a, it, it's typical Mayday. Um, it didn't really stand out in terms of like, Oh my God, this is so cool. This is so experimental. This is so like whatever, but it's great. It's Mayday, you know? Yeah. So, when, like Michelle said, we put all our links in a thing, we usually, like, will write out a quick little, like, not full script of, like, what we want to remember, but there, there's a lot of music, trying to remember which comment you're going to make about whatever. So as I'm listening, I'm just, like, a ba- I'm typing in my name with my notes next to it, and I catch Michelle's, all I hear, all I see in Michelle's notes is old school We the Kings, so I'm like, oh, fuck, it does sound like Travis. <laughs> like, I couldn't get it out of my mind. I was just like, oh, shit, this, this isn't We the Kings, this isn't We the Kings. But I was so here for it. Like, anything new Mayday, I'm so here for. It's been a minute since they've released anything, right? Like, I'm not crazy. I'm not, like, I'm not uh, in my, like... Your bubble? You know, I'm not dealing... Yeah, my bubble. Brian doesn't know bubble. <laughs> yeah, I totally agree. I'm excited for new Mayday and even more excited that there's going to be an EP to go along, to go along with it. Yeah. Um, but yeah just overall really good i definitely agree with the like emotions <laughs> just maybe <Mayday> always <laughs> makes you feel all of the feels at the same time um they're really good at that <laughs> did they invent the glass case of emotions like is that where anchorman got it i'm pretty sure that was just very I think that's albums i think that is absolutely where it came from very probable <laughs> All right, on to another uh, new single from Waterparks. Um, this one, it's to me like feels very Waterparks esque, like something that could only be them. You know what I mean? Like I feel like a lot of Waterparks songs could only like Waterparks is the only band that could pull it off. You know what I mean? Um, mm-hmm. I think they're super unique, and this kind of fell right in line with their vibe to me. And there were some references to back to their last EP and um, some singles. Watch what happens next. Um, so that was that was cool. I like when when bands like make references to their past or like have little Easter eggs and songs and stuff like that. I so I've never been a huge fan of water parks. I mean, to be fair, they've also been introduced to me through this segment of uh, music news and whatnot. But I mean, it was it was it was for not being super into that kind of vibe. It was pretty good. Um, the beginning, not necessarily the one. I mean, the first like I want to say five seconds of just weird techno beats. I don't know. It was just very <laughs> strange. Um, it kind of made me feel like it was like if pop punk and like '90s techno had a baby, which which I mean, 
I, the fact that this is very much their sound, according to Kelly, like, is that is that an accurate description of just their music in general? Or, because I feel like they have a lot of, like, techno beats. They tend to have more, like, synthy and, tech, and techno-y sounds. Yeah, they definitely, yeah. Cause, well, they're, they, they're definitely synthy. They're, they're, like, definitely the epitome of neon pop punk. Um, yeah. They definitely have that kind of techno-y vibe. Um, and, you know, I was, I, it's the thing I like about them and the thing I also don't like about them. It's a, <laughs> it's a huge contradiction. Well, that's what Water Parks is to me. Like, uh, Kelly, You're like what you were saying. You're a complex person with complex emotions. It's okay. Yeah. Like what you were saying, like, this is t- very them. I'm like, yeah, it's very them, but it's also really not. <laughs> but um, it's definitely my favorite Water Park song ever. Ooh, bold words. Yes. It was mm. boppy as fuck. I, as soon as, like, um, it got past that little intro, I was just jamming hard. I was bopping <laughs> along. It was a jam bop banger. That's what this is. Um, I was into it from the get-go. Um, you know, and this is how I think rap should be incorporated into pop punk. Yeah. You know, we've got this emo rap trend. And I instead agree. of instead of, like, you know, the beats being what we bring into pop punk from rap. I think it should be the fast paced flow of rap lyrically. Mm-hmm. That's cause I think that worked so well in this song and I would a hundred percent listen to more music like this. Totally agree. Moving on another band that has new music. Cause you know, that's what this segment is. It's music news. Seaway <laughs> released another new song that is going to be on their new album uh big five yep yep that's what it was um still blue um i loved it it definitely has um more of that different vibe uh that seaway's been going with um definitely different from their last albums fresh produce and vacation you know it's got a little less pop and beachy vibes and it's definitely veering more into like the punk side of pop punk uh but it just still has those like feel good vibes from vacation and fresh produce mm-hmm. i mean at least musically because the lyrics are definitely not feel good in the song <laughs> they're kind of you know they're blue <laughs> i definitely feel the same way on this one i it sounded like i mean it feels like a, a different seaway but like a more mature seaway yeah like, still fun and upbeat but it like just sounded like a little bit newer and more i don't know like a current is the right word but like um just like a little i don't know a new vibe from from seaway but i i really liked it as the resident i don't know the band person uh <laughs> <laughs> i mean i <laughs> i love that you have to clarify it every time <laughs> yeah well the main reason why is because i think I mean, I, I sometimes feel stupid because I don't listen to the bands, but at the same time, I also feel like it's a good uh, attribute to our podcast. Yeah, because, it definitely like, gives it a fresh perspective. Yes, because also there's so many people who listen to this who are like, I don't know this, should I even bother? Like, I mean, sometimes we stand music because we love the band, even though a lot of people mm-hmm. might not actually like the song. So being an outsider, uh, I liked it. Um, I will definitely say that the verses kind of sounded auto-tuned or was that just my computer freaking out like i feel like there was like a slight auto-tune on the ends of his i don't know it sounded a little weird but i did love the chorus the gang vocals all that stuff was really great during the chorus um i will say uh war- there actually is a warning at the beginning of the music video um because it literally is like you might have an epileptic episode because of it and 
that music video is why I've never done drugs. Because <laughs> the entire time I wanted to vomit, cry, like I had an anxiety attack. Like it was just a lot. <laughs> And that's and so funny because I was like, yes, this is so cool. <laughs> I'm literally the entire time I'm like, I would cap- I would quit if they asked me to edit this video to make it look like this because I just was felt physically sick while watching it. So I put it in another tab and just listened to it because I couldn't handle both <laughs> at the same time. It was like sensory overload. Speaking of sensory overload, we're about to get some major concert vibes, y'all. So our boys are back. Uh, All Time Low has announced a live concert series, uh, streaming, obviously. Series. Enunciate Series. Series. Well, because, you know, you get excited. You're like, oh, there's one live stream. No, no, no. No, 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 ladies and gentlemen. There are five. Five full-length concerts coming at you. Five. Um, Five. Wait, I'm (laughs) trying to do five golden rings, but I couldn't think of the words. Five live streams. Uh, <laughs> so good. <laughs> As we head into the holiday season. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, the last concert is December 19th. So it, so basically, book your 2020 to end the year with all-time low. Uh, every other Friday starting next Friday, so October 10th. No, October 9th. 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 Um, they will be doing a live stream concert at 6 p.m. Eastern time every other Friday from now through December. So I am fucking pumped. Uh, so the first show is going to be uh, Wake Up Sunshine cover to cover. And then after that, every band member is going to create the full set list for each show afterwards. I'm really excited I'm, for that. Because yeah, I think, cool. I wonder if they're going to overlap like songs. I, I feel like they have to, unless they're like making an effort not to overlap. Because then you get some, I, but then we'll get some really cool like songs you don't usually see in concert, which is what exactly. I'm kind of looking forward to. That's what I'm looking forward to. And not only that, I think I first of all I already bought uh, all five live streams, and I'm getting oh, the yeah. ho- quickest purchase I've ever made. Yeah, I'm getting the the hoodie. <laughs> I'm so I'm like in this weird limbo because technically we have a rehearsal dinner for a wedding we're going to on Friday night. And of the first one, and that's the one that I was actually most looking forward to. So I'm gonna need someone to like screen record their computer so I can watch it afterwards. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think uh, if you purchase the ticket, you can like watch it up to like a little bit after. But oh I'm... fuck yeah! Okay, oh, if that's really? the... I think double check I that. Say... I I don't want to lie to anyone. <laughs> if not, I might be at that. Well, because luckily it's a family thing and it's very small, so there's only like ten people going. So I'm just gonna like hide in the corner with like a headphone and be like. <laughs> you sound like a gremlin (laughs) like we used to do brie and um in our film classes we'd watch the football games oh my god and dooley would call on us and we'd just be like what sorry what was that (laughs) but um no i'm super i'm super excited um yeah the the wake up sunshine set's gonna be super cool um but i'm excited for the set list because i feel like what each band member chooses is going to be like kind of delving into their mind a little because you know i think we all know how certain songs from all time low make us feel so it's interesting like that they would pick that song you know or that song and so i'm, I'm excited to see like what the set lists are actually going to be well i remember the live stream that was on my birthday they did the like uh interview afterwards because alex was the only one who actually played that time and when they did the skype call afterwards or zoom call afterwards um they were talking about like yeah you clearly can tell that alex picked 
the set list because none of us would agree to that order in that like he they were like those songs are fine but like the order of them we were all like what the fuck were you doing dude (laughs) so it'll be interesting to see how each person plays also it's kind of like once we hear it i'm gonna be interested to see like especially for like ryan like is he gonna pick all like really intense drum solo songs or is he gonna try to like like you you know what i mean i feel like that would be a little narcissistic of him wouldn't it (laughs) i mean i wouldn't put it past jack to like do that you know what i mean definitely i feel like ryan Uh, or um not ryan who might uh zach is just gonna be like i'm just gonna sit here and i'm gonna pick the songs that are left over because he is just like the most (laughs) mellow person he's just like yeah whatever uh no i'm super stoked uh and it's like you know a highlight for me, considering it has been over 200 days since I've been to a concert, I am still oh, keeping count, guys. Uh, I'm hoping, hoping against hope, that some way, somehow, I'm still going to be able to see Neck Deep in December. Oh, me too. Yeah, I, I don't. Mean, it's looking less likely, but I, I, I'm just, I'm just hoping. Ugh. I feel like there's, it's getting better, but also getting worse because like yeah. concert venues are opening in Jersey. But then at the same time, like, there's, like, this ominous, like, flu season. It's going to come back. Blah, blah, blah. Like, bullshit. So we'll Spooky see. season. That is Spooky season. Fun. But actually people dying, question mark. Yeah. Oh. oh, sorry. I took it there. But yeah. that's the yeah. reality of our lives. Yeah. Well, and on that down note. Yeah, it is quite a downfall. Oh. So, uh, I did not purchase the ticket to this downfall. But oh. I, uh. We were, we were given tickets to this downfall. <laughs> it was free tickets. It seems like a fun ride. And then all of a sudden. <laughs> I regret are. everything. Um, but <laughs> as you can see, we're segueing into our track by track review of Tickets to My Downfall. Tickets to My Downfall. Um, Tickets to My Downfall is Machine Gun Kelly's fifth studio album, um, but it is his first fully pop punk album. Um, So it's a departure. Yeah, like quote unquote. Um, Debatable. (laughs) It's a departure, though, from, you know, his established rap and hip hop, I guess, career. Is that what you would call him? Yeah, even though he calls himself just a musician, not a rapper. Just to write, he's very versatile, so he's not switching genres. He's just versatile and can do, you know, all these genres. Um, But Tickets to My Downfall (laughs) is, you know, that quote-unquote first official pop-punk album. And um, he had Travis Barker in his corner as a producer and... Um, of course, drums you definitely hear it on. Uh, yeah, uh, on who? I mean, album. Who better to you know do your first pop punk album with than Travis Barker? Exactly. Yeah, like like definitely set up for success at that point. Yes. Even if you know that's. I mean, that's just the start. But definitely having Travis in his corner set him up for success in the pop punk world. Um, but let's get right into it. Starting with title track. The very first song on the album. I appreciated the the like play on, like actually naming it title track versus like tickets, tickets to, to my, my downfall. downfall. I I, I enjoyed that too. I thought it was like was cute, cute. tongue in cheek. Yeah, it's cute. Yeah, yeah, it's cute. It's cute. 
Okay. You're cute, MGK. You're cute. You're cute. Okay. <laughs> I actually thought it was a pretty good open, though. It was like, I didn't really like know what I was expecting at this point. Um, like, obviously, there were a couple singles, a couple that I liked, and a couple that were kind of meh. Um, but they were so all I very different. All the singles they were. were like, yeah. Exactly. So listening to title track, I was like, what is about to happen? I don't really know. And it was like a softer start, like acoustic guitars. And then like, um, it almost reminded me of like the guitar and remembering Sunday. And I was like, oh, this is going to be like a slow start, like a, yeah. a like ballad to start out the album. And then like immediately very punk, <laughs> obviously, yeah. like it switches, uh, it flips a switch. It's kind, it kind of reminded me of uh, Satellites. You know how, like, Satellites is the first song? Oh, yeah, yeah, song, yeah. Like, How All Time Light always starts out their shows, well, used to, for the, from when that album came out. So, that was my yeah. question. Yeah, I yeah. thought it was definitely an interesting choice to start off acoustically. It definitely threw me off, but I gotta say, in a good way. Like, they're already subverting my expectations. Because we all know I was going into this super skeptical. But I gotta say, I'm pretty impressed like the especially like by the lyrics i felt like they were like really mature with like you know this nice high energy pop punk backdrop that you know it dropped in at the right moment and like you know he referenced how people can be fair weather friends and the pre-chorus was heavy with implications of like suicide and you know he definitely as as we know experienced all that all that dealing with addiction and depression and you know we've mentioned on the podcast before that that's something that is very prevalent in this scene and you know people turn to pop punk and similar genres to get through these issues so i thought you know i thought it was a strong start i was digging it surprisingly so i really liked it i would say that it reminds me a lot of blink i did really like the slow start and then the pickup and the whole thing um Mm -hmm. lyrically so i really appreciate when artists can like confront their demons and all that kind of stuff but i will say one imagery that was way too vivid for me especially like knowing like when i was in high school i did this uh the 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 razor reference about uh, i use a razor to cut off the hard edges or whatever i forget the actual yeah of it but like as someone who had done that in the past like that fucking triggered me yeah i'm sure and i love i really did love that song and like the first like verse i didn't or the first chorus i didn't catch that line but in the second chorus i was like oh that's really like visual and like yeah a lot of people will talk about suicide and you know i'm always there for trying to like bring that kind of imagery and kind of stuff but that was just so hard and fast and i was like oh fuck okay (laughs) buckle up kids yeah it's it's um I think Machine Gun Kelly is not one to shy away because, like, you know, as I was listening to this album and, like, you know, this album and Machine Gun Kelly's foray into pop punk has been super controversial, so I've been trying to learn a little bit more so I don't sound like an idiot. Um, I actually, um, one of his music videos for a previous song had, like, you know, actually very explicit imagery of what you're talking about and, you know, he's not one to shy away from it, but I think, you know, there's maybe drawing a line and i don't know if i don't necessarily he... think he crossed a line i just think he tiptoed real fucking close yeah and i'm also a very sensitive person especially at that phase of my life so i'm probably overreacting to it but it definitely definitely struck a chord of like oh okay let's whew, let's buckle up for this album because who the hell knows what's going to come after this but yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, so this album's definitely a roller coaster because, uh, mm-hmm. you know, I very much enjoyed this first song. I'm going, I called it a jam. I said jam also. I had thought, but I am not opposed to a jam, so we'll, we'll, so, we'll go with a jam. So it's a jam. So, as I was saying, it uh, this album's a roller coaster, and uh, the next song, Kiss Kiss, after this strong start. Okay, so it's not a bad song. But uh, this is one of the songs where his voice just kind of grates on me, though. Like, after some listens, I've gotten used to it. But, it, you know, after this strong opened, it just seemed, I don't know, a little generic pop punk. Which, you know, there's nothing wrong with that. Because plenty of bands have had their generic pop punk albums. And, you know, let's be real, my favorite Neck Deep album, Life's Not Out to Get You, is like the epitome of generic pop punk. Um, but I don't know, for for me, someone coming into the scene from the rap scene, uh, you know, they need to really impress me to win me over. And I know people are going to say, you know, this isn't his first foray into pop punk, but let's just say we'll agree to disagree because, you know, a few collaborations does not a pop punk artist make. <laughs> but, you know, it's not a bad song. I- I'll say that the the chorus is catchy as fuck, but I don't know, maybe it's because the lo- same lines repeated over and over. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I thought it was really catchy. Um, it felt like definitely way more on the pop side. Um, but I thought it was really catchy. The lyrics were like pretty basic. Um, and I feel like that's why his voice might may have gotten to you because like he's saying the same thing over and over and over again. Mm, that makes sense. For like yeah. three minutes in the same like tone. <laughs> yeah. So like yeah. I, I can see how that would I don't know, like, great on you after, like, a three-minute song. But, like, I, I still, like, sing along to it. It's, like, one of the ones, yeah. like, since it's the same words over and over again, like, the first chorus happens, and then you, like, you're singing it by the end of the song because exactly. you all of the words. <laughs> yeah, sure. that's how they get you. Uh, <laughs> so I was listening to this song, and I was listening to lyrics, and all I could think about was this would have been – on my pregame playlist like going oh, yeah. from like oh sure. from, yes but but like not even in college like it would have been on my pregame playlist the summer before my freshman year of college mainly because like <laughs> once I got to college like the girls that I lived with like I had you guys eventually but like the first my freshman year I would never have listened to pop punk as a pregame but one of my best friends from high school he Ryan he has the perfect crossover of like lady gaga and pop punk and this is where we met in the middle which is which was the greatest because you we all know that's me as well so all i was listening to this i'm just like i can just picture me and brian hanging out at his house you know drinking and then like you this know, is that middle ground in his, yeah like sitting in yeah. his hot tub and like just fucking off on the summer night and i'm just like this is exactly what would have happened so i i don't necessarily think it's the greatest song but i definitely wouldn't change the channel like it's one of those yeah. It's one of those so it's like a, a good like oh, yeah. crossover between like yes. pop and pop punk, so yes. that like it's a it could be a good song for like people that are into pop and like don't know if they like pop punk, like it's a good. It's like way. dipping it's like dipping their toes into the water. Yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So it's a meh right. for me. I had a jam. I have no bop. Oh, we're all over the board. Well, I mean, for me, Jam and Bob, I feel like are inter- intermingled. So I can, I'll change mine to Bob because I definitely think that it's more, yes, that's a Bob. you know, poppy. So that makes more sense for it to be a Bob. So yeah. yeah. All right. All right. That was all right. my thought. Exactly. All right. Track number three, Drunk Face. Um, this, 
title just makes me laugh. Yes, but it also, like, when I saw that, I was like, I wonder. So this song would have been the anthem of my post-college but pre-Florida life. <laughs> Specifically the I'll grow up next summer. Uh, yeah. I, 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 um, I'm with that girl who I should have lost her number. Like, all yeah. of that describes that, like, three-year period. Mm, three years? Nope, way longer than that. Either way, uh, that chunk of my life, my early 20s, where I was dating the wrong people, I was just drinking myself into oblivion. Making mistakes. I also worked nights, so I was staying up and seeing the sunrise every other fucking day. So (laughs) it was just... So it just... I think the lyrics really hit hard for me. Um, I did really like the song, the ending where it like echoes out. The echoey, really cool. yeah. yeah. Yes. Me too. Me too. I, that was, I was probably really, my favorite part of the song. Yeah, it was. I thought it was really good. Um, it's definitely. It was definitely uh, something I would go back to. So I'm here for it. First kiss, kiss, and then drunk face, like right in a row, just like made me yeah. feel like I was like back in college, or at least you know a couple years younger. Yeah, <laughs> it just like gave early me the, 20s. Like, yeah, exactly. Um, but like both songs in a row, I was like, okay, like <laughs> I feel like I need to drink some alcohol on this Thursday. Um, but I think so far, so I mean, we're only three tracks in, but like already the drums are my favorite part of every song, and like me yeah, too. 100%, it's just like it's so in the front of my mind. Like I, yes, there are things about each song that we've all liked so far like sometimes it's lyrics sometimes it's like melodies sometimes you know like other effects and things like that so there are other things that are making us like these songs it's not just travis but like you can feel his fingerprints all over this stuff like all over it all over it um but i mean yeah like you gotta call out the drums on like even the first three tracks so far like they're so prominent they're so travis and there's it's just so good yeah um i am definitely a fan of the drums here um and i i think you know i'm I'm gonna say like that's like arguably the only thing i like about it i mean it is another catchy song but i'm not again i'm not super sold on it and you know i i know i'm gonna sound like i'm being like purposefully like a contrarian because i just said the last song was generic pop punk but this one, I was disappointed that there wasn't like you know that super high energy pop bug. So I know I, I sound like an I sound like an asshole. You're looking, but... you're looking for a happy medium. I, I like am no, always... and you know what? And I'm gonna admit, like you know, Machine Gun Kelly, he knows his way around guitar. So you know, I think for this song, I would have wanted more of that, and yeah. um, to complement Travis's drums because they were great in this song. And you know, um, and you know, speaking of Travis's drums, like I was looking through some of the credits for the album, and they listed credits for bass and guitar and like other things on some songs, but I didn't see the drum credits listed anywhere. So I'm just assuming it was Travis. No. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, that's weird. It can't not well, especially, be. Especially, especially because he, they, if they didn't list it for concert for my aliens when, or concert for my aliens, <laughs> concert for aliens, duh, um, which he's literally in the music video doing the drums. So yeah, exactly. If, you know, if if he's not listed on that one, then clearly. You know, maybe he's listed as like producer. Yeah, probably. Like it encompasses other things. I don't know. Yeah. But, all right. What do we rate it? A bop. bop. I had a jam. All right. So, a bop. A bop. A bop's fine. It's a bop. Moving on. 
All right, track number four, Bloody Valentine. We've all heard this one before. Michelle has heard it many, many a time on her alt radio station. Um, I don't think I've heard it on the radio, but actually I don't know that I've turned on the actual radio. So um, that could be probably the reason why I haven't heard it on the radio. Um, But I love it. I mean, the lyrics are pretty good. There's great melodies. It's pop punk feel all around. Like, got a lot of the na-na-nas and the in my yed. (laughs) <laughs> 2000s 2000s pop punk at its finest i, I really like this one yeah. still yeah i i mean like i said at the top of this episode it, this song won me over completely it's definitely a grower not a shower um <laughs> oh my god <laughs> <laughs> okay. what? Right. we're gonna have to put an exclude uh, we already have i'm guessing it's always explicit brianne our, our we, episodes we drop, are always we drop the fuck bo- we drop the f-bomb a lot but like oh my god we drop the fuck bomb <laughs> We drop the fuck bomb a lot. I can't. Oh my god, I'm sorry. That just took, that just startled me a little bit. Like, hey, scandal, scandal. I mean, you? yeah. I mean, like, like I said, it. I liked it to start off with, but I'm, I'm, I'm gonna say I'm actually a legitimate fan of it now. Like, I know all of the lyrics. That that tells you everything. <laughs> yeah, it really does. <laughs> Yeah, I, so I remember when we listened to it originally, I was like, I like it, and then, like, when we started talking about the other singles that has, that came out afterwards, we're like, no, Bloody Valentine's still definitely the best, and now that, like, it's been some time, and I listened to it again, I'm just like, this is a great song. Like, yeah, I, I really like it, it's, you know, it, I think the, the tone also complements his voice really well. Like, there's a couple mm-hmm. songs in this album where I'm just kind of like, Ugh. I don't know if his, you know, his voice just sounds weird in comparison to the actual, like, you know guitar and drums and whatnot for sure i think this compliments him very well yeah so it's jam for me i said jam jam oh we agree i unanimous yes we'll see how it how unanimous it continues to be as we move along this album but we will um you know i said bloody valentine's a great song and i'm really a fan of it but i Forget Me Too, number five off the album, is probably my favorite. I absolutely fucking loved it. I absolutely loved it. I think I would have loved it even without Halsey, but she makes it for me. Chef's kiss. Even though her voice was a little overproduced and had this, like, odd warbling sound, but I still loved it. Um, And, you know, because I definitely love dual vocals like this, you know, that instantly makes it a jam in my book. And, you know, I think they complement each other so well, especially in the bridge when, like, they tag team the lyrics. Um, By the way, did you guys catch the word kaleidoscope? No. Yes, it was in there. So, like, I I think we've got another conspiracy on our hands. You know, like, are kaleidoscopes about to come back? Because if they are, I really think we need to do what Kelly said and get some kaleidoscope merch for the mosh pit to get ahead of the curve. (laughs) Um, So we definitely need to do that. Um, But, yeah, going back to the song, it's on my playlist. So there you go. So I love this song. The one thing I had to say about, you know how you're talking about Halsey's voice being a little overproduced. I don't necessarily think it was overproduced. What the difference is, is that like in her songs, like a lot of like, like I'm the, the quickest thing that comes to my mind is Live Without Me. The verses, mm-hmm. she does like a very like low register, like very whatever. But then the choruses, she goes really high. It just yeah. seems like everything she sang was in that weird high voice. Like, she didn't differ mm-hmm. her... Uh, yeah, her... I, I don't know. It was kind of, like, reverberating. It was like she was, like, gargling as she, like, sang. I don't know, but it <laughs> yeah. was... Well, that's... I mean, that... I, I mean, I still liked it. <laughs> that's kind of similar to what she does. I mean, not... 
I, I know what you're saying. I, I recognize that too. But at the same time, she does have that tone a little bit during her normal songs. So I think it was just like over exasperated in that. But uh, I agree. I think this is probably the best track on the album. Uh, I was so into it. I honestly was so into Halsey's part of it that I'm like, I need this girl to do a pop punk album. Like if everyone's yes! gonna start, oh, so gonna start doing crossovers and everyone's gonna start melding genres and saying fuck Just it, do it, why not? But also in the same vein, I want Halsey to do a pop punk album because I could picture her being like the next Haley Williams, fucking just rocking out, oh. and I need it. Yeah. But on that note, though, I'm very annoyed with the internet on this one because there are way too many comments that like, like, oh, is that Haley Williams or Halsey? No. No, it's very. Just because she's a woman does not mean that they sound the same or have like anywhere near the same voice like at all. So that I was just very annoyed with the internet on this one. But I absolutely love the song, too. I thought her feature was amazing. And I um, need her to make a pop punk album. (laughs) Absolutely. She totally owns it. She crushes it. And hers was definitely the best feature on the album. Not only the best song. But the best feature on the album as well. Agreed. Agreed. I think we need to start a Twitter uh, movement. Tie for me with the Black Bear feature. Well, that's because you have an obsession with Black Bear. I do very <laughs> much. Um, so tie for me. But I agree, it's really good. I think we need to start an internet, uh, our Twitter, like whatever, like mo- movement, and like be like at Halsey, please do pop punk. You just start fucking yes, like get yeah, getting all up in her shit until she gets up in yep. it. Let's do it. So. Yes. We'll get like we'll get people to do like covers of Halsey songs in pop punk and you know, yeah. Amazing. Oh my god! Not yeah, us because we're not musically talented, but we'll get somebody to do it. <laughs> if you are a pop punk artist out there and you want to cover a Halsey song in pop punk, send us a link at uh, at the mosh pit at gmail dot com, right, Mish? Or at the mosh pit. The, the, it's the mosh pit pod at gmail dot com. Send us your vids or tag us on Facebook and Instagram at the mosh pit pod. Send us your vids. For sure. Okay, so um, I had this as a jam, or I could jam. honestly, this one, this one's very like maybe a tiny bit short of a banger for me. It didn't. It's hit a little a banger, bit short of a banger, but definitely mm-hmm. a jam. Yeah, okay. I'd say jam. Said jam. jam. Perfect. But agree. Very close. On to the next song, "All I Know," uh, featuring Trippy Red. Does anyone know who that is? Or mm. I mean, might well, be a new artist, might be an old one. I don't know. I've never heard of them, but. Uh, I, I like this song. Um, the, the lyric, all I know is I don't know nothing at all, speaks to me on a spiritual level. Because <laughs> that, yes. I feel like, is like, I feel like that's like... That's a good lyric. That's like 2020's motto. Yeah, well, I mean, 2020, anyone going through their 20s in general, like, from the beginning yes. to the end. Maybe not early 20s, because yep. you think you know what you're talking about, when in reality you have no fucking clue. Um, I really liked it. Uh, the lyrics were very pop-punk, angsty vibes. Mm. You know, like, a lot of the other ones were more you know um dating or you know whatever i feel like this was the first one that it was like uh i don't know i just i I got a very pop punk angsty vibe from it and i i really liked it i thought it was pretty catchy um especially that line i think that's a pretty good lyric um to me like at this point i don't know like so far i've obviously like enjoyed all of the songs on the album thus far like we've rated them pretty good like the, the yeah. album as a whole has been pretty good so far but I don't I, like for this song for some reason it started to sound like a a little bit like monotonous I guess 
from like I don't know I feel like a lot of the songs like sound the same a little bit and it could be his voice like the monotone I think think it might be more the monotone of his voice than it is like the songs and the melodies and stuff but I I do feel maybe it's his voice that's like all monotone and like I don't know he just especially in this song it just felt like he was like saying stuff not and he wasn't like passionate about it and like I know pop punk isn't necessarily known for like amazing vocals most of the time but like normally pop punk singers are very passionate and like that makes up for the lack of you can feel yeah give it their all and like I don't know just especially this one for me felt like he was just like saying stuff in a monotone yeah, I completely agree. I mean, I think what you the 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 monotone voice definitely ruined what a what is a catchy song, you know? Yeah. Um, I I think the catchiness comes again from the repetitive chorus than the actual song. Um, but you know, the monotone just kind of kills it. And you know, Trivi Red, he was an okay addition, but I feel like he was super underutilized to like. He didn't yeah. enhance the song because, like, you know, having another vocalist on there, especially with MGK's kind of monotone, I think w- is a good effort to break it up. But it felt so, mm-hmm. like, flat. And, you know, the emo rap vibes are definitely what's propelling the scene a little bit right now. Um, and I think it was an opportunity that wasn't capitalized on. I agree. I feel like he was, you know, that one one verse even. And then after that, he felt kind of fell into even. I don't even know if he was in it other than that one verse because if he was in the chorus, he sure as shit fell into the background. So at that point, it's yeah. like, what was the point? Yeah, it's a meh. Yeah, this is my first meh. Yeah, same. All right, it's meh. We agree. All right. On to track <laughs> you sounded seven. so depressed, Kelly. Oh, we agree. <laughs> well, I mean, we were doing pretty good up till then. Yeah, it is. It, it took us till song number six to have, like, a meh. It's pretty, I mean, yeah, so, like, pretty decent album so far. Yeah. Um, Keyword so far. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. On to track number seven, Lonely. Um, so, based on, like, what we were just saying with the last song, I feel like at this point in the album, like, it was definitely a good switch up from, like, the vibe of the songs and, you know, the, the first six songs. It's probably the most emo song on the album like you can feel some more of his passion and emotion and singing this one than I think you can in um you know some of the other songs but yeah definitely like pretty emo and I am still unsure I think on how I feel about this one I might have to give it some more listens to really like let it dig in yeah no, I agree with you. I think it was definitely, um, you know, it made me feel something. And it was yeah. a really good, like, power ballad almost. Um, you know, and, and I think the lyrics had some of that maturity that I mentioned from title track. And it had some good introspection about, you know, his relationship with his dad. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, the, I think the audio at the end really drove it home for me. Because, uh, you know, during the first listen through, I thought all these like added sound bites were really weird, but I like the story they're telling and it really makes the songs almost unpolished in a good way because it makes it feel more real, more authentic. And um, yeah, I, I also liked the I liked and disliked the audio clips throughout. Like when I was listening to it, I'm just like, what the shit is this? And then I started listening to actually what they were saying. and I was like, oh, oh, but I'm not going to lie. The final audio clip kind of threw me off because i could 
barely understand what was being said. Like, I had to listen to it. I, I think I've listened to the song more than any other song. Or, well, minus the singles, obviously. But um, I think I've listened to the song the most out of the new songs off the album just because I couldn't catch what was being said fully. Like, it was, it was very muffled, which is probably an old recording of what was happening and whatnot. But still, it was... I don't know, um, but I agree, the lyrics were very mature, very hard-hitting, like, all of my heartstrings were being plucked, um, but yeah, I really liked it. I liked to see this side of him, rather than, like, yes, a lot of, yeah. a lot of his songs are, like, borderline a drug fever dream, you know what I yeah. mean? Like, there isn't I mean, well, any rhyme or reason to them. It, I mean, you know, obviously we have our share of, like, you know, like, drugs alcohol girls in the pop punk scene but you know obviously the rap genre is very driven by that kind those kinds of themes and uh, you know that that is where he comes from like it or not and uh so like that i think that's kind of where his writing comes from a little bit yeah well because he's been very open about his struggle with drugs and alcohol and all that kind of stuff so which which i very much appreciate but um it was yeah i I think it makes him vulnerable yeah It's nice to get more of a, you know, uh, less of the crazy side of him and more of the, like, heartfelt side, which was... For sure. I I labeled this a bop. Ditto. I said jam, so... All right, so bop. Sure. Well, it's two out of three, so bop. Okay. So, track number eight is WWII, also known as World War III. Um, I, I was know. really, like, I, I was, was so confused wondering. as to where you were going with that. I'm like, uh, I didn't know if you like didn't know. No, that, I, that know. It, I just okay. I was trying to be literal. Uh-huh. I guess my sarcasm is not understood. Um, I'm really bad at sarcasm. I'm terrible with sarcasm. So, I mean, it wasn't great, but still. Um, anyways, um, so I have very mixed feelings on this because. This, to me, feels like the first interlude. Keyword there is first. Um, But I loved the fucking guitar and the drums. I was so disappointed when it ended early. (laughs) I wanted it to be a full-length song. I wanted to have a breakdown in the middle for the bridge. Like, I was ready to fucking rock out, and it just cut off at a minute 20. And I'm just like, what the fuck? Where'd the rest of the song go? So... I'm very torn about this because if this had been a full-length song, it probably would have beat out the Halsey song for best song on the album. I was, yeah, I was just very upset about what happened here. Yeah, I super disagree. I uh, I think um, the song was just kind of a distraction for me from the rest of the album because it was, for me, what it felt like was a serious version of, you know, the very blink 182 mini songs like like the joke songs like built this pool or family reunion and um and you know when you hear those kinds of interludes especially with that you know that blink influence especially coming from travis obviously it you expect it to be just like a joke song and like just bullshit but it was if like you said it did did feel like like an unfinished song but those are like short short jokes like those are like less than 30 seconds this was like a minute and something so it, it like felt like it was meant to be something and it was like the most punk song on this album like I suppose that's true, yeah. it was the most punk song on the album like by far and I felt the exact same way as you Brie I was like I like this a lot and I just wish it was longer than a minute 
Well, especially because while we're listening to the album, we're taking notes. So I have Spotify up in the background and I just have my notes full screen. So I don't see how long a song is, what the name of it is. I literally just have the number, track number, and I just start writing notes and like, like you know, stream of consciousness. So as I'm writing stuff, I'm like, oh, this song is great, blah, blah, blah. And then all of a sudden it just goes to the next. I'm like, what the, what the fuck? And I go back and I look and it was like minute 20. And I'm like, oh, so it's an interlude. And then the very fucking next song is labeled an interlude and i'm just like what the (laughs) it makes no goddamn sense yeah for me i guess i guess i just didn't even consider it like as a punk song like as just as a song in general just because i it felt like an interlude from start to finish for me so i just didn't even really give it the time of day so i guess maybe if i go back and listen to it with your guys's like thoughts in mind i'm gonna be like wow yeah fuck we were like we were like, uh, cut. Uh, what's the, what's the phrase cheated. I'm looking for? Yeah, we were cheated. This is bullshit. Bamboozled. Kerfuffled. Hoodwinked. Yes. That's all I got. I don't know any other words that mean that. Now we run out. All right, <laughs> so what are we labeling it, ladies? It's a meh. I said it was a banger. I had it as a jam. I had, okay, so I had jam-ish. It would have been a banger if it was a full song. But because That's it's all, that weird fucking length, it's a jam for me. So I feel like I'll it averages settle. out to a jam. I'll settle for a jam. Okay. All right. All right. So next, we've got an actual interlude, uh, Kevin and Barracuda. Um, so this this is uh, just random bullshit in the studio of Pete it's Davidson. It's not even a studio. It's on a fucking FaceTime. Oh, was it on FaceTime? Whatever it was. At the I very beginning, you would hear the ringing and then him going, like when you Oh, I didn't FaceTime. hear that part. Yeah. Yeah. So what? Okay. So FaceTime then. So it was uh, MGK and Pete Davidson um, being silly and unnecessary. I could not pick out the fucking voice who was the other person. And I didn't look it it up because I wanted to find out here. It makes way more sense as Pete Davidson now. Yeah, it's Pete Davidson because because no I, I know they're buddies and I and uh, you know and I, it, it was just clearly him to me. But you know I know it was it was dumb, it was stupid, it was unnecessary. But I think it added a little color and you know just hearing what they were doing was a good little prelude to concert for aliens because yeah. of what they were doing. I feel like I don't have strong feelings either way. It's like an it's interlude. It was like funny, whatever. I listened to it once. I skipped it every other time. Because, like, once you hear it once, like, I don't need to listen to them, like, beep, boop, back and forth. Like, I don't need to <laughs> So, because the last song should have been labeled an interlude, it pissed me off to no fucking end that he put another interlude right after. So that's part one of why I'm mad. Part two, like, literally the first comments I wrote in my, my you know, stream of consciousness was like, but wait, there's actually an interlude, question mark? Um... I thought it was funny, but at the same time, it brought me so hard. It, it was like a screeching halt. It brought me out of the experience of an album so quickly. Like, with other interludes, normally there's some kind of music, but this is literally just, you know, it, it, like, like we'll talk about a little bit farther down the album, you know, if there was some kind of music behind it or something, the fact that it was just them talking, it literally, I felt like I hit a brick wall and I was like, oh, okay, um, I guess we're going to take a pause from music now, question mark. Like, I I don't know. It just, it, it didn't sit well with me. Like, it, they could he could have done it in a different way with the exact same audio and maybe just put some music behind it that I would have been way more okay with it. It just, with him just talking, I wasn't into it. Yeah, I mean, it's, 
you know, I, I don't care about this song really either way. Or well, song, <laughs> quote unquote. <laughs> this uh, this uh, bit either way. It was just like, whatever. I don't feel anything about it. <laughs> and it, I don't know. It didn't take me out of it because we have had other sound bites throughout. So it was just like, oh, more sound bites. Oh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah. Um, okay. <sighs> Meh. Um, I had it as a flop. I didn't even rate it because it's not a I song. I, it's not a. This is not music, so I didn't rate it. <laughs> That's actually very fair. <laughs> so, so this this uh this interlude this uh clip is just a flop, I guess. Because <laughs> without a rating and then a flop, <laughs> it's and a, a it's a voice note. That's all it was. It was a fucking it's a voice, voice note. Memo. That, that is what it yeah, is. Yeah. Memo. That's the word I'm looking for. All right. Uh, on to the ne- the next actual song. Uh, concert for Aliens. Uh, we had already talked about this one because it was released early. Um, I still love, like, nothing much changed for me. I still love the guitar. I love the drums. I love everything. But the lyrics, it just takes me out of it. In all honesty, the interlude explains how this song came about because he talks about how he's coming down off of being high on mushrooms. And that is the only way you can explain the lyrics of this song because it is a fucking fever dream. Like, not even, like, like, yeah, there's weird lyrics in songs, but this one I just, like, could not get behind even a little bit. Um, his voice sounds fine. The, li- the music is great. It's actually really good. It, the lyrics just fucking kill me. I can't. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with you, too. I'm going to stick with my original comments. Like, I did not like this one originally. I, it's unoriginal. It feels like a blink ripoff. I cannot deal with his voice. The lyrics suck. But despite all of that, it has grown on me. I mean, I'm not going to choose to listen to it, but I won't change it. And the, you know, I'll, I, may, I may or may not sing along if it comes on. <laughs> I'm still, I, know. I feel like I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, Michelle. I like. I still change it. You still change it. I, I don't mm-hmm. know. I like it definitely more now than I did as a single. I was trying to like listen more into it. And I actually like do like the vocal distortions that they did in this one like it was like pretty tastefully done and I yeah no think, I like I since it's about a, like concert for aliens it was like kind of well done and well placed there but I don't know I didn't I think it's his voice again on this one that yeah, his voice like really makes me not like it. it like sounded like I don't know and maybe it was the bridge or something I think not maybe not the whole song but maybe the bridge it like reminded me of those boring training videos you have to watch at work like <laughs> Like, welcome to the 2020 ethics training. It was just like... That's really funny. I don't know. That's just what I it's felt. It's like wallpaper. That's what it reminded me of. We always talk about what songs remind us of, like, other artists and stuff. That's where I'm at. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a meh for me. Meh. It has meh. All right. So, like Concert for Aliens, the next song, My Ex's Best Friend... I'm uh, gonna stick with my original comments. Uh, you know, it's not pop punk. Black Bear's awesome, uh, but I'm going to change my opinion on it. Uh, you know, like we said before, if I had heard this song like in my college days or even in my early twenties, you know, like at bars, I'd be into it. So, you know, if I think of it as not pop punk, I actually enjoy it. It's a song I can vibe with. You know, after listening to it a few times, I caught myself dancing when the song came on. I just don't think it belongs on this album so that 
I mean, we had talked about it beforehand about how it's not really pop punk and how it's kind of a weird song. But even now, listening through the album, at least everything else, uh, sans the weird voice memo, um, everything else matches. It seems like it goes mm-hmm. together. This, I feel like, you t- it's such a out of left field. There's no connection to the rest of the album. Like, it was just so confusing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Love this song. It is a great song, but it's not. It like I feel like he should have done this on like a single that doesn't show up on an album type of situation or on a mm-hmm. different album because this song is great. It's just not pop punk. But yeah. I mean, there's nothing wrong, and there's nothing wrong with that. It's just if he's gonna do. That's why at the top of the show when we were talking about it being his full first full pop punk album, I personally was like air quotes because that's not pop punk. Every other song on this album is. But th- that one just didn't sit with me. It, it was, I mean, yeah. Again, I don't great think song, it, not meant this album. Yeah, I don't think it felt as much like pop punk as the rest of the album. It more just felt like pop with a rap feature. But like, mm-hmm. might be one of my favorite songs. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> oh, listen same. to it all the time. I've listened to it like every day. So <laughs> that says oh, something. One hundred percent. But I do think, so he also released a deluxe version of the album, like, a couple days after the initial release of Tickets to My Downfall, and there were, like, four-plus other songs on that deluxe album, and I and so one of them was called Body Bag, and it featured Youngblood and um, The Used, and that one, I feel like, would very well transplant into, like, this track list spot (laughs) i think it was like that the other one was like way more in the same vein and vibe as the rest of the album um and i like i'm very glad we have this song because it's amazing um but i i do agree it like doesn't exactly fit into the rest of to the rest of this album but i like it for what it is (laughs) all right so what are you rating it i said a bop so I, I, like I said, I don't think it belongs on this album. And for that reason and that reason only, I'm calling it a flop. Oh, my God. But you have to oh, rate the shit. song. Oh, dip. You want to know why? This is the one where I was like, haha, I'm, I'm funny. Um, I had it as a parentheses club banger. Yeah. <laughs> so I have it as a banger because it's a great fucking song. It just doesn't belong on the album. That's yeah, I like I like it. the song. I just don't think it belongs on the album. And for that, I'm gonna call it a flop. Well, Fuck. we win because it's a good yeah. song. All right, so, so what bring it down to what? A, wait, 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 Kelly, would you rate it? Because I feel like you're the. I average. said a bop. Okay, and so you bop. said. I said. I a banger. said bop. You said banger. So let's call it a jam. So, so okay. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> our rating system so fucked up <laughs> there's no rhyme really adds up so well. <laughs> i feel like it should have been a bop to average it out but because if it's banger jam and then splitting and then no bop. no no it's jam banger bop bop and yeah. banger oh, on the same, same right, 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 right. for some same reason level. i always think bangers above yeah you're right okay that's fair yeah yeah um okay on to track number 12 jawbreaker so it was this one to me was like pretty basic again with like the repetitive um the yeah. repetitive lyrics but it was super catchy and um there was some interesting like I don't know if it was like strings or synth or something interesting happening behind the the drums and guitar which like spiced this one up a little bit and at this point I was like wow this is a really long album 
um and i had the deluxe version so like i had even more than um the normal album and at this point i was like wow this is a really long album but i did think it was pretty catchy and i um this one's fun to sing along to yeah for me um like you said i think it's kind of basic um you know, I, I'm still struggling with his vocals at times. Um, the lyrics are okay. It's really nothing special. Uh, for me, my favorite part of this song is the drums on it. I think it's my favorite drums. I thought the you whole... were about to say my favorite part of the song is when it is over. I don't know why. I thought you were going to say <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I thought that's what you were going to say, too. No, no, no. No, the, 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 the drums. And I got to say that the drums on this track are my favorite on the album. I think it's the yeah, only really thing good. I like about this song, really. So I I agree the drums were probably the only thing I did like about this song. Um, the first thing that I wrote in my notes was why the fuck does he need to talk during every goddamn song? Like <laughs> by this point, by this point, I am just like like it's slowly starting to build the pressure of me just being like it's unnecessary. It's <laughs> literally. All the opening said was the song's called and or like the name of the song is the title is the yeah the I title liked is. that see I liked I, that part I think because he had talked so much on the album previous it just fucking annoyed me I'm like it was unnecessary like if that was the only time he did it I would have been like oh it's cute whatever moving on but like it, I don't know it just fucking flipped the switch to me that I was just like like ready to set the world on fire <laughs> I was so angry um but I will say the drums were great the beat of the song is amazing um I mean other than the drums there's nothing really to write home about like it's yeah. just it's, it's okay it's, it's a good song it's solid it's not it's not something I'll seek out and I'm 50 50 on if I'm changing the channel you know what I mean like yeah yeah like sometimes you're in the mood for it sometimes you're not yeah exactly which is exactly why i gave it a meh yeah it was a meh for me too i said bop but fair kelly it's a meh the mess have it (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so another song that's like not bad was nothing inside (laughs) there's nothing inside the song um, no, I'm just oh kidding. No, I li- I liked Aww. the music. I I liked the music. I, I the lyrics were alright. Um, another song that I don't think he really capitalized on the collaboration. Um, but yeah, I mean it was it wasn't bad. It had a little like, to me, it had a little bit of like a, an emo vibe. Like, emo vibe, like if My Chemical Romance was like true pop punk or like uh, like Blink's I Miss You vibe. Um, but yeah, overall, I just didn't connect with it. It was just, I don't know. This one was just a personal thing for me. I, I don't know. It didn't do it for me, but I can recognize it's a decent song. So I also had uh, comparison bands to it, and I feel like mine's a little bit more out of left field, but I also, I also might be talking out of my ass, but we'll see. Um, <laughs> I I had uh, Taking Back Sunday meets like hip hop because the the pop punk part of it i felt was like very like taking back sunday and then there was like the random mm-hmm. beat drops and like the synth and shit in the background yeah so i i don't know i i liked it um well yeah i think it had that was, emo vibe that's I, I think that's a fair comparison yeah. yeah i think this one was very basically it, it was enjoyable there's nothing crazy good about it i mean the guitar riff was kind of cool and then like the way it ended like the low key like drop down of the music was pretty cool but like other than that, I honestly, like, now that we're talking about it, I can't really remember specific yeah, songs. Yeah, that's so it's, literally it's what okay. I was just going to say. It was like, okay. a little bit forgettable to me. Like, it, yeah. I don't know. Same as, same as 
same as you, Mish. Like, I just, it just wasn't doing it for me. Like, there's not much. I think one of the things that got me was, like, there's not much buildup or, like, payoff to the chorus. Like, the verses yeah. in the chorus, yeah. like, sound too similar, I think. There's, like, yeah. not enough of, like, a buildup or, like, a, you know, drop or anything that, like, would get you more there's into it or excited. Hyped, it was yeah. just kind of, like, there. Yeah, I think that's that's the problem with a lot of this album is that a lot of it falls flat and you know like whether it's the vocals or whether it's the music it, it all just kind of is just like on that same but level usually, there's no there's no usually build. there's like one piece that's like wow this like knocked it out of like you yeah. maybe like everything's like sometimes like kind of meh and then like but oh my god the drums were amazing but like oh, oh my the god, bridge the, the, the melody was so catchy yeah. there's like well, there's also, a piece that's like well, taking it and making it better usually there's also like the song like a lot of pop 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 punk songs would like build to like the end of the uh the second Mm -hmm. or second chorus and then like the bridge is a breakdown or you know like or there's like the subtle like just everything drops and you don't hear anything and then they come back you know what i mean like there's always some little thing where you're like oh dip that happens yeah it's a roller coaster this this album was a roller coaster but not the songs (laughs) yeah this one was just kind of like Okay, I'm it's like the current kitty train ride, yeah. Yes, it's the kitty ride versus like most pop punk songs are like, oh shit. <laughs> yeah, that's a really air. good point. Like the the bridges, I feel like are so bridges in general. I think are so um, important important Key. in pop punk. Like they're always like they're essential. Some, some songs are like my favorite because of the bridges like i feel like they <laughs> missed out a little bit or like he missed out a little bit on like capitalizing on that um because i feel like having a cool different bridge in the song in any of it's these songs part. would have livened it up and a little bit more and like even with maybe his you know more monotone vocals like having a cool bridge in any of these songs like i i didn't like love love the bridge and I think any of these, I mean, it was fine, but, like, I think if the bridges were more exciting, maybe it would have, like, taken it over the edge. Yeah. Yeah. In it's my a meh. expert opinion. Yeah, in meh. expert opinion. Meh. 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 all around. Anywho, uh, so, track number 14. <laughs> Again, I don't know if track is the right word for it. So... <laughs> As okay, I need to I need to calm down because as y'all have been noticing, I've subtly, not so subtly, been building in my anger, and this is where I literally dropped I just I dropped what was in my hand. I couldn't fucking deal with it anymore. I was so fucking angry. With the talking? Why? Yes! With the fucking talking? With a third goddamn interlude? Like, why are there three interludes in one album? Why? All Time Low did a 15-track album, and there was an interlude that was actually a really great song and didn't deserve the title of interlude, but yet this motherfucker does three interludes and was just so unnecessary. Like, don't get me wrong, the rest of his songs were actually really good, but... Like, I just feel he was adding shit to add shit, and it's just, uh, I mean, it probably meant something to him, so I'll take it back a little bit on that one, but, like, the entire time I'm like, and this is what I was talking about before with the, uh, Pete Davidson interlude, 
air quotes. Um, this one at least had music behind it, so I could at least consider this an interlude. But the fact that it's the third fucking interlude of this 15-track album, like, that's a fifth of the album. It's just interludes. Like, ah! Oh my god. <laughs> so intense. This is where I'm at. I, so, the first, the first two-thirds of this album, I'm like, fuck, yeah, this is a great album. And then this, this last third, I'm just like, eh! Like, my inner demon just came out, which was like, why? Oh my god. I don't get it. Why? I think, um, so, like, for me, I just, like, didn't care. I don't know. Like, obviously very opposite from you, Brie, but, like, the other interlude and then this one, I listened to it one time as I was listening through the album and then I have not listened to them again. Like, I just heard them one time, and then I'm like, okay, well, that was something. And then I have not listened to them. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know. It was just kind of, like, there. I do – it is annoying that, like, you have two speaking interludes on this album, and, like, All Time Low had one interlude and actually made it really good. Um, but digress. So normally I would agree with you, like, if I just skipped it, it would have been fine. But the fact that we're doing a track by track, I always try to listen to everything through fully at least two or three times. So by the third listen through, I am just, like, done. Like, there's no <laughs> need, there's no need for this bullshit. Yeah, so I just that's why them. I think I'm, that's why I'm such a visceral reaction, because I'm like, no, if I'm going to listen to an album, I'm going to listen straight through, and I can't skip it. So that's where I'm at. Yeah, so for me, uh, like, the last interlude I was, like, whatever about, but for this one, I think I fall a little bit in between. Like, I, you know, I I care a little bit more than Kelly does, but I'm not as angry as Brianne. I, I just, <laughs> I, I, it's just a big nope for me. Like, I can't with the nonsense. Like, it is absolute bananas, corny-ass, cringy couple shit. And I, it, it, it just, like, it, like, made my insides like i'm pretty sure like all my blood like froze over in my veins it reminded me of this cringy video um that my boyfriend showed me him and his brother parried it on his brother's youtube channel like i can't even describe it it but i'm gonna try uh it's like a highlight reel of this couple's relationship with them talking to each other like all like quiet and whatnot and it's like about how much they love each other i know it sounds a little bit sweet but it's like very very cringy and you know what i i need you guys to watch it right now i need you guys to react to it a little bit um i just set the link (laughs) okay i will say it's i hate when couples who just started dating are doing like this kind of oh those are her tits yeah oh did she just moan this video may be inappropriate it is. This is so aggressively sexual. It's very creepy. That this is what that reminded me of. Like I feel like she's dead and he murdered her. Like that's the vibe I'm getting. <laughs> I yeah, I feel like their voices are trying to be like sensual, but it actually just kind of sounds like a horror movie. It's like super like cringy. It sounds like a horror movie. I don't think I can watch this. <laughs> I told you it's cringy as fuck and that's what this made me feel like it you're just literally going to Whole Foods right now like calm down everything's fine <laughs> she's sitting in a car and she's sitting in his car and he's trying to take her phone like I can't see uh, uh, okay, okay. I'm, I can't watch fine. anymore what, what basically boils down <laughs> to is like that's fine in real life like those kind of conversations like no one's gonna you can't expect people to not have those cutesy little conversations but no oh, yeah. one else other than the two of you need to fucking see it 
No yes, one cares. exactly. No and one that's what cares. this that's what this comes down to, this fucking non interlude bullshit. <laughs> Anger. I'll give you three fucking guesses what I labeled it. But I mean, since we're labeling the other speaking interlude as nothing, are we getting labeling this as nothing? I well, had I mean, it as a flop. I did I, I had it as a flop too. I did. It has a flop, but it had like the f- the fire emojis on either side because I was just so angry. <laughs> well, oh I, yeah, yeah, I had it as a flop, but um, I put down the other interlude as a flop because we had a flop of meh and a non-rating, so I just put it as a flop. Okay. So yeah, they're sorry. both <laughs> both interludes are a flop. Just agreed. All right then. So on to the final official track of Tickets to My Downfall play this when I'm gone um it was kind of ballad like a ballad to start that's what it felt like and then I thought it was pretty sweet to be honest I thought the lyrics were pretty good I feel like it's maybe for like his daughter or something he has a daughter right yes yeah yeah I thought that's kind of like what this what this felt like to me I thought it was pretty sweet and like a nice way to um to close the album I think the title track and play this when i'm gone we're like pretty good bookends to this yeah experience this journey or ride to his yeah. downfall for sure i i really loved this song you know it it felt like uh i i wouldn't know i don't know if it was like to his daughter to, it felt more like a love letter to me like you know like a dear john letter kind of thing um you know the acoustic to it like the the like acoustic feel made it really feel personal and uh lyrically it was quite good it really told a full story that i think anybody can relate to and yeah i i really was a fan and um i mean i'm not gonna i don't know if i'll listen to it in general just because you you guys know me and my my uh apathy to slow songs songs. yeah but (laughs) um but i liked it and I, i i agree with you kelly it was a good um ending song so, as viscerally angry as I was going into <laughs> yeah. this song, no, no, no. So this is this is this MGK fans will will at least not hate me completely for this. So as angry as I was going into this song, about fifteen seconds in, my mood switched like that. Like this song was so good, it was so heartfelt, and like we were talking about before about how like a lot of his lyrics are so weird and out there i feel like this is one of the not the first time but one of the very few times on this album where he really really digs deep and talks from his heart and you know is super vulnerable and i honestly like i loved it and then um (laughs) the the line i'm 29 and my anxiety is eating me alive like same like really (laughs) same (laughs) I feel it. But, um, unlike the two of you, I don't think it's to his daughter. I don't think it's, like, a Dear John letter. I I, I hear this as a suicide note. Like, that's where oh. my brain went. Oh. Like, because he's, he's talked openly about how he's contemplated suicide and all this stuff. So, at, that also might be my own history popping up. But, like, it just, when I was listening to it, I was like, oh, dip. Like, this is, this is straight up sounds like a suicide note that he's writing to his I mean, it could be to his daughter, whoever, but, like, I don't know, that's just, that was the vibe I was getting, so that's why I was just like, oh, shit, because I knew that he had struggled with suicidal thoughts in the past, and so, like, it was, it was nice to see him be super vulnerable and, like, rip his heart open and, you know, and show that kind of side of him, so I, I really, I really like the song, I love it, to be honest, it's, it, 
again, I don't know if I would listen to it on the regular, but if I was in one of those, like, I need to have a good cry moods, I'd probably put the, one, this song on a playlist and listen through. But Yeah, this is definitely yeah. a good cry song, for sure. Mm, uh, yeah. You know, I'm reading through the lyrics again right now, and I totally can see your perspective. For me, it was more of a, like, I'm leaving you kind of letter because of all my own problems. But I can that definitely see where it would go to the next level. Yeah. I just, yeah. I think the reason why my brain jumped there is because I had, I before re- uh, listening to this album, I read up on his history of, like, drugs and suicide and, like, his daughter and, like, the whole nine. So I think that was, like, so yeah. present in the front of my mind. That's probably where my brain went. Yeah. All right. So it's a jam for me. Jam. I had the bop, but, yeah, jams. Okay. Jam works. So at the end of this we have one two three what's four, the tally? five six six jams three oh. bops four mez and two flops which we know what those are yeah so uh we had uh, mostly jams wow so yeah so final thoughts on the album overall i enjoyed it more than i thought i would um i definitely think they saved they it, machine gun kelly and i guess travis saved the best songs for the rest of the album but you know mm-hmm. the some of the singles i was previously meh about did grow on me i'm not obsessed but it's also not your typical pop public album so you wouldn't expect me to be obsessed with it anyway you know i think a lot of the divisiveness on this album comes from you know people lauding it and machine gun kelly as saviors of the scene is it gonna save the scene maybe you know i think it'd be great if people found pop punk and emo because of you know, MGK's mainstream visibility, you know, I mean, I found pop punk and emo after I was a rap fan, you know, fake rap fan, because, you know, I listened to rap to be cool, like my older cousins. Uh, but, you know, point is, I found my music on the radio, and I got into this music because they were playing Fall Out Boy, Panic, Paramore on the radio. And, you know, mm-hmm. if his fans mm-hmm. and other people that listen to the radio come to the scene and bring more mainstream visibility to music in the scene, I'd be all about it. Like, I'm ready to usher in a new golden age of pop punk. Like, imagine if you could hear Neck Deep and State Champs on the radio. I would love, 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 love that. But honestly, I don't think Machine Gun Kelly is our champion. You know, despite this being a quote-unquote pop punk album, I think it's heavily influenced by his rap roots. And, you know, those that like this album or that are a fan of him from previous stuff, they're not going to be into bands like Grayscale and Seaway and The Main. Um... You know, overall, I don't think it's going to be something that's on repeat for me, um, except for Forget Me Too, because that's definitely going to be on repeat. And I will repeat again that Halsey needs to go pop punk. Um, she but, she needs to be our savior. Yes, she could be our yeah, savior. She 100% could be our savior. But so for me, it's going to be a C plus because it's arguably a good album, but not really original. And as far as it being considered pop punk, yeah, meh. I think... I think it was a good first attempt. Like, it was a solid yeah. first attempt at pop punk. Um, if if this was, like, anyone's second or third album within pop punk, I'd be like, oof, bro, like, would you, like, go back to your, you go back to your roots. But I will say um, having Travis definitely helped him in the long run. Um, I do think that the only thing, not the only, but the main issue he needs to work on is just lyrics. But that's also just stylistic, so... For all we know, there's plenty of people who love the lyrics out there, and that's just, you know, my personal opinion. I like yeah. songs I could connect to, and, like, talking about an alien at a concert, mm-hmm. I don't really give a shit about. <laughs> um, 
So I, I also rated it a C plus just because there are definitely songs that I will listen to afterwards, like the song with Halsey, I'll listen to Bloody Valentine, like um, Play This When I'm Gone, you know, I'll, I'll definitely listen to the album again, but it's not like Broadside's album where I listen to it cover to cover multiple times in a row. Yeah. Like, you know, like Into <laughs> the Raging Sea I is the is the first time since an any all-time low album that I've listened to straight through. This will not be one of those, but I'll still listen to songs on the album. Like, it was a very good album, but it wasn't, it wasn't great. So I'm going to give it, I'm going to give it a C plus. It's definitely not as, it's definitely better than the New Found Glory album, because that was just, that was rough. (laughs) (laughs) I think I, I mean, I agree definitely with a lot that you guys are saying. I think it was a pretty solid, like, quote-unquote, first full attempt at a, a pop-punk album. Um, I definitely think there are some really good songs on this album that I'll definitely be, you know, they'll be in my rotation from now on. Um, I think what's stopping, like, something that's stopping me from giving it, like, a really good rating is, like, I was kind of talking about this earlier, but, like, I feel like all of the pieces, <clears throat> as I'm, like, choking on nothing, um, I feel like <laughs> all of the pieces are there, but sometimes they're not, like, put together the right way. Like, yeah, the yes. drums are, I mean, the drums are actually, like, probably the only part that, like, need no fixing or comments whatsoever. It's just, like, <laughs> Travis doesn't need to be coached right now. He's great. Um, <laughs> but, like... It, there were songs that had like really catchy melodies and then there were songs that had like some interesting like effects and stuff on them there were um you know songs that had really good guitar riffs there were songs that had like decent lyrics and it was like it I don't know I was struggling because I don't know that there was a lot of songs that had all of that together like it was like one song had nice lyrics one song had you know catchy melody I don't know so I think that was making me struggle a little bit, but overall I thought it was a really good album. I think um, Travis's fingerprints are all over it, and I love it for that. <laughs> um, and I would probably give it a B minus. Okay, so with two C pluses and a B minus, that is a uh, so that's like a grade point average of a two point four. So it's a C plus. Your B minus did not bring up the average that well. much, Cal. Um, Sorry, I'm so today. so it is a C plus from us on tickets to my downfall. Um, surprising grade in my opinion, considering how much we, shit we've been talking as it yeah. as we've led up to this album. C plus doesn't ha- sound great, but like. It's, it's pretty a, good. It's C-plus a re- it's a good, good. It's a decent I definitely think it's worth grade. a listen for everybody. I think yeah, especially sure. like if you're I mean obviously MGK fans are just going to listen to it. So like we don't there's no convincing needed there. But like I think for pop punk fans, it's definitely worth a listen. Like I think I think a lot You'll be of pleasantly surprised. We'll find at least something that they like on this album. Especially if you're a Blink fan, like give it a listen because you will hear the like the influence yes. of for sure. Yeah. yeah, I think you'll definitely be pleasantly surprised. I was pleasantly surprised, and you know how Same. I felt about this. And the it's biggest critic, the <laughs> biggest critic. Um, yeah, so uh, give it a listen. It's above. It's a. It's a tiny bit above average. You know, see. Yeah. 
And you know what they say, C's get degrees. I'm obviously Machine Gun Kelly successful, so there you go. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you for joining us on uh, this flight. Because <laughs> actually, it makes sense. You know, it wasn't a roller coaster ride. Flights are pretty straight, and you know, it was like. And then you up- drop out of the sky. Yeah, it was like an uphill and then down, and then it was good. It was it was exactly because it was just straight through and. That's true, and then the second half was like the descent. Yeah, there's a little, there's a little turbulence. That's all. (laughs) So, thank you for choosing Moshpit Airlines. Uh, Please grab all of your luggage and uh, make sure to exit the plane in an orderly fashion. Thank you so much. A disorderly fashion, because you know we're punks, and so. (laughs) All right. Well, um, it has been real. It has been fun. It's been real fun. Uh, we will see you guys next time, possibly with another track by track. Who knows? It, like I said, we're entering spooky season, so maybe we'll do something spooky. Woo, who knows? So don't forget to follow us on Facebook and Instagram at the Mosh Pit Pod, because we'd love uh, to hear your thoughts on this controversial album, Tickets to My Downfall. So we'll see you in the social webs. Hashtag Mosh on. <laughs>